Discipline or regret? You know, regrets, I have a few, but too few to mention. I think that was a Sinatra song. But do we have discipline? Are you disciplined? What does discipline mean? And are we choosing discipline? Or if not, are we willing to face and accept and live with the regret? Paul writes in Romans seven fifteen through 25. He says, I don't really understand myself, for I want to do what's right. But I don't do it. Instead, I do what I hate. But if I know that what I am doing is wrong, this shows that I agree that the law is good. So I am not the one doing wrong. It is sin living in me that does it. And I know that nothing good lives in me, that is, in my sinful nature. I want to do what's right, but I can't. I want to do what's good, but I don't. I don't want to do what's wrong, but I do it anyway. But if I do what I don't want to do, I'm not really the one doing wrong. It is sin living in me that does. And I have discovered this principle of life that when I want to do what is right, I inevitably do what is wrong. I love God's law with all my heart. But there's another power within me that is at war with my mind. This power makes me a slave to the sin that is still within me. <laughs> oh, what a miserable person I am. Who will free me from this life that is dominated by sin and death? Thank God. The answer is in Jesus Christ our Lord. So you see how it is. In my mind, I really want to obey God's law, but because of my sinful nature, I'm a slave to sin. One significant choice we must make in life is to, 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 <laughs> to choose discipline. Otherwise, we're going to live a life of regret in those decisions that we make. Going forward, the choices we make will shape the person we become. And as we continue this series in choices... This morning I want to address discipline or regret. And there's only one point. We only have one point. And it's a, it formed in a question. What do you want most in life? What do you want most in life? I can't answer that for you. Only you know. This one, though, is particularly challenging for me. Uh, you know, in life we will encounter pain. We don't like pain. We try to avoid it as much as possible, but no matter how much we try to avoid it, we're going to experience pain. It's going to happen. Old age. You, you trip and, or hit your toe on the, on the head, footboard of the bed. Uh, we know pain in the middle of the night. Sometimes... That pain's not your fault. A freak accident or a friend or a spouse or a child betrays your trust. Other times it's completely within your control. Either way, pain is, ine is inevitable. And that's not really starting the message this morning on a real positive note. It's kind of a downer. But it'll get better as I go along, trust me. we're not going to focus on the pain that's out of our control. I got, I, got, I got this pain 
in my backside that, I mean, it, 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 I, I think that if I sat on a tennis ball, it'd feel better. I mean, it, it just, I couldn't sleep last night. And I know everybody's saying, well, wear suspenders. Get this. Get that. Your pants are too tight. Your pants are too loose. You got the wrong kind of belt. You don't need a belt. Yeah, okay, you don't have a belt. Things are going to happen that are embarrassing. I didn't wear a belt most of the time last week. And it still hurts. So Craig, my brother, where, where is he? No, 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 I, I just, that's a rhetorical question. He says, where's your wallet? And I think the guy's, you know, broke, you know. <laughs> do, you, do you take an ATM card, brother? <laughs> I said, it's in my back pocket. He said, get it out of your pocket. So I take it out of the pocket. He says, now, you see where my belt wallet's at? No, Craig, I don't know where your wallet's at. He says, my wallet's in my front pocket. Put your belt wallet in your front pocket. So that's... That's what I did. I, it's, my butt still hurts. He's not much. He told me it'd take a month. He's not much of a doctor. So uh, I, I don't know. We're going we're gonna to have to do something. I've been poked and everything. Anyway, pain. I can't control it right now. But we're going to talk about the stuff that we can control. Look at it this way. When we were growing up, we could choose obeying our parents and that was painful sometimes. Now, or face the pain of the consequences later. Obey now. You may think it's painful. Disobey, and there can be some consequences. Or we can choose the pain of, of not buying that toy. Guys, we want toys. And we can, we can face the pain of not having it, or face the pain later, of not being able to pay for it. We can choose pain of studying for an exam now. We aren't going to be able to do the things that we want to do because we got to study for a test or we got to do something, we got to practice an instrument, we got to do things that are painful right now. Or we can put it off and face the pain later on. The choices are ours. Discipline or regret? Tuesday, an old friend of mine, he was, he was my boss from my Massey Ferguson days, uh, came through town. He says, he says, he wrote me a note and he said, John, he says, I'm coming through town. Uh, let's catch up. I haven't seen him for 33 years. And so he says, I'll buy, I'll buy supper. And, and so... Uh, we, we had a wonderful time together. He's a brother. He's a, he's a brother in the Lord. And uh, it was like, it's like we never had a lapse of time. Have you ever been with people like that? You, do, you know, you, they're that good of friends and you haven't seen them for years and then you pick up like you just got done talking to them last week. And, and so we were, we were visiting and, and uh, he has... Uh, He's retired, and he has a new business that he started with some partners. And uh, he has a grown son who's married and has three grandkids. He invested wisely. He worked really, really hard. And my friend is loaded. Loaded! 
And he's got this fancy house. He's got a bunch of cars. He has two brand new Corvettes. He's got stuff. He's got a closet full of, of Justin boots with the exotic skins on them. And he says, I got so many. He says, John, he says, let me know what your shoe size is. I'll send you some. Maybe that'll cure my sciatica. <laughs> but his son, his daughter-in-law, and his three kids are lost. Choices. And now he's got some regrets. And he asked me this question. He says, John, you know, when you left Massey, we tried everything in the world to hire you back. The last phone call I got from him, he said, he said John, uh, you put the zeros behind what you're wanting to earn. And, I, uh, we were, and this was when we were making $284 a month with Awana. And, and uh, Sarita never said, I don't, I don't recall you ever saying, are you sure that we're doing the right thing with this ministry deal? Because we knew it was right. And, and he, said, I, he said, you know, uh, had you stayed, you would have been a very wealthy man today. Do you have any regrets? I said, not a one. So let me tell you, you've got the stuff, but I have got a family that is living for Jesus Christ. Every one of them. Even the, even the two little grands, they're close. Oh, they're, they're close. I think that that seven-month-old is coming real close to knowing who Jesus is. <laughs> but, but you know, regrets? No. We are rich because of our family. All these grandkids, the eight grandkids that know the Lord, I got a, a, a two, two beautiful daughters that know the Lord and are living for God, and they've married godly men. And, and they, I've got these, this grandson-in-law that, that is, is living for God and a future, let's see, a grandson-in-law-to-be and he's a godly man. Our family knows Jesus. Regrets? <laughs> Not a one. God's going to take care of all this other stuff. I choose to be a disciple. I want to talk today about choosing the pain of discipline over the pain of regret. That too is our choice. It may be helpful to start with a definition of discipline. Discipline means to teach or to mold. It's a compound word meaning soundness of mind, and the purpose then is to become a disciple through discipline. Now, Mrs. Voss, you're going to like this. A disciple is from the word manthano, and the root of that is math, and indicates thought accompanied by hard endeavor. Does that not speak of math? Well, not for you. But, you know, it's, it's talking about a struggle. And, and you guys who are in school right now, you're struggling with things. You're going to struggle. Things may come easy for you, may come hard for you, but they're struggles. And that's what he's talking about here. He says, if you're going to be a disciple, it's going to be able to choose what you want most over what you want now. That's being a disciple. 
In our text today, we heard uh, the words of a guy who struggled with the same choice in his life, the words of the Apostle Paul. And he, really conf he readily confessed to his Roman disciples that it was a struggle making the right choices in life. I wonder if, other than me, is there anybody in here that can raise their hand, and you don't have to raise your hand, but, but can say, I really can identify with Paul. I want to do what's right. But man, every time I turn around, I'm doing what's wrong. I hate it, but it just happens. His summary statement is in verse 15. He says, I don't really understand myself, for I want to do what's right, but I don't do it. Instead, I do what I hate. And this is the guy that wrote two-thirds of the New Testament. He encountered the risen Christ on the road to Damascus. He was healed of blindness. He traveled over all over ancient Near East planting churches. Paul. He's a giant among spiritual giants, and he even he could confess that he didn't always get it right. Paul didn't always get it right. I'm glad that he had that struggle, because I know exactly what Paul was talking about, and I think you do too. Now, I am a brisket slash chili aholic. I love Maddox brisket. And I absolutely love Hamilton, Texas chili. I like it. I love it. I could eat this stuff several times a week. Now, we're going to have this thing. And, and we have, the, have it at, at our, our uh, feasts when we have them. And so I've got to be in mind of eating slowly and I can't have anything bigger than my fist on my plate. And knowing that if I exceed the fist-sized portion, I'm going to get really sick. But I stuff myself. I don't want to. It's your fault. It's his fault, too. I don't want to, but the meat and the chili are calling to me. Eat, John, eat. Come, come, eat. And sure enough... I stuff myself and I get sick. Now, the really bad part of that, friends, is that with all the accompanying problems of this, I'm unable to barf. And, and uh, uh, I totally get what Paul is saying here. So I can relate to him. I'm doing what I, I... I know, I know. And I even have my little conscience sitting over there saying, don't eat that, you're going to get sick. Don't eat that, you're going to get sick. You're going to get sick, you're going to get sick, you're going to get sick, 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 sick. And, and it's a self-fulfilling prophecy because I do. You know, I can't believe I did that. I didn't want to. I knew I shouldn't. I don't just, I just don't understand why I did. And Paul has the, article, the, the antidote for making these stupid choices. Stupid choices. You know, it's, it's discipline or regret. Well, he says in 25, Thank God the answer is in Jesus Christ, our Lord. You see, So you see how it is in my mind I really want to obey God's law, but because of my sinful nature, <laughs> I am a slave to sin. So Jesus is the answer, and this is the key to our whole message today. On our own, we make wrong choices, but with the power of Jesus Christ, he enables us to choose not what we want now, but what we really want most. 
later. So how do we do it? That's, that's, that's the question, right? Let's, let's use Paul to again see how he dealt with this issue over in 1 Corinthians chapter 9, uh, verses 24 through 27. He says, don't you realize that in a race everyone runs, but the only one, per, only one person gets a prize? So run to win. All athletes are disciplined in their training. They do it to win a prize that will fade away, but we do it for an eternal prize. So I run with purpose in every step. I'm not just shadow boxing. I discipline my body like an athlete, training it to do what it should. He compares this journey that we're on to a foot race. He says athletes are disciplined in their training. And, and, and I don't know, how many of you believe that you are athletes right now? You know, you're, you are, you are, you're ready to run the race. <laughs> we're training as disciples of Christ, and that's the thing. The root of, dis, of a disciple and discipline are the exact same thing. Endurance. And if that's the case, we have to do what Paul did, run with purpose in every single step that we take. My natural desire is to sleep in and eat junk food. I know you guys aren't. You're, you're much more disciplined. So I would rather do that than get up and go to the gym or out for a walk every morning. But if I'm going to maintain this magnificent physique I have, I have to choose what I want most over what I want now. And the writer to Hebrews uses similar imagery in his letter. In Hebrews 12, he encourages the reader, and listen to what he says here. He says, Hebrews 12.1, Therefore, since we are surrounded by such a huge crowd of witnesses to the faith of life of faith, let us strip off every weight that slows us down, especially the sin that so easily trips, trips us up, and let us run with endurance that word again, the race God has set before us. He says, if you're not a Christian, get in the race. Because you have to enter before you can hope to win. If you are a Christian, run with endurance. Don't give up. Don't stop. Keep running. Unfortunately, many people aren't even in the race. And many Christians could, be, could, could hardly be described as, as running at all. Some of you are... Some of us are merely jogging or out for a stroll in the woods. <laughs> and some are sitting or even lying down. Yet the biblical standard for holy living is a race, not a morning constitutional. Race is from agon, and we get our word agony from that. And a race is not a thing of passive luxury. It's demanding, it's grueling, it's agonizing. It requires our utmost self-discipline, determination, and perseverance. We are to run a race that is strenuous and, cons and, and, and uh, continuous. And the worst thing we could ever do is stay in the stands and never get in the race. It means continuing even when everything in you wants to slow down and give up. Junior high, I was a track star in, in, in my own mind. And uh, we didn't have <clears throat> we didn't have anyone to throw the discus, and I got to be the discus thrower because they lost the thing, and I found it. You know that's the qualification. And it, this was a small school. You know, it was either me or one of the nuns, and and. Uh, uh, 
I had fun doing that, but the coach made us run laps for conditioning. Our field was two miles from the, from the school, and we had to run to the, to the field to, get into, to get, help us get into condition. I knew the equipment manager, and I'd bum a ride from him sometimes. And then I'd hide with my discus, waiting for everybody else to show up, and then I'd kind of slip into the crowd. You know, this, this was just good management skills I was developing. We were short a man on the 440, and the coach put me in the race, and I started out great. In fact, I was leading the pack for the first 100 yards. Man, I was just rolling. And then I ran out of gas. I ended up dead last, and I thought I was going to die. You know, you, you, you just, you know, you're... you're Lungs are burning. You're, you you get the heaves. I don't know if you've ever had to do that. Did you, you're a track work hurdler. Did you ever do that? You ran so hard that you threw up? Sissy. So my legs were wobbly. My chest was heaving. I, and my mouth was all cottony. I collapsed at the finish line. And when it came time for me to throw the discus, I was exhausted. In fact, I couldn't find it. One of the guys had to find the discus for me. I kept on losing that thing. And so I found it, and I wound up, and I gave that thing a toss. And I've told you part of this story. But, but uh, I got turned around, and when I let that thing fling, uh, I, I took out a bleacher full of nuns and, and a couple of the cheerleaders. And uh, that kind of was the end of my track career. Regrets? Yeah. I regret it because I didn't have the discipline. I didn't stick with it. I didn't endure. And there are people who live the Christian life much like I ran track. They start out fast, but as the race goes on, they slow down and they can even give up and collapse. And the church has always had many short spurt Christians, but the Lord wants those who are going to make it the distance. God is concerned, my friends, with our steadfastness. He wants us to be able to run that race with endurance. And there has to be purpose in every step we make. He, and, and I want to help us have that purpose. So I again ask, what do you want the most? For some, it may be to get closer to God. Maybe it's others to, to lose weight. Maybe, maybe you want to pay off debt. Maybe... Maybe some of you are wanting to, to work on your marriage. Whatever it is, name what you want and what are you willing to do to achieve your desire. What are you willing to do to get closer to God? If you start by trying to fix everything at once, you're going to end up fixing nothing. But we don't have to do it alone. We have Christ. Here's the bottom line. We all have a choice. Every one of us. For some of us today, the, for, for some of us, today's the day everything can change. It's your choice. You've been living in regret. How about developing some discipline? Become a disciple. And God is a redeeming God, and I run with purpose in every single step, and God begins renewing the places that have been trampled by my bad choices of the past. And we can... We can choose the path that always brings healing and, and, and righteousness. And, and as a disciple, with his power, we choose discipline 
over regret. Let me say that again. Christ in me is stronger than the wrong desires in me. 1 Corinthians eleven twenty three through 30 says, For I receive from... Oh, no, no, that's, I got ahead of myself. Here, here's how it plays out, friends, in the end. I am a disciple of Christ. Disciplined. As a disciple with his power, I can choose dis- discipline over regret. I'm not going to have the regrets of, of being a, a bad parent. I can redeem, God will redeem that family, will redeem the family. Or the choices I make in in, in incurring debt. Or as a faithful church person. I can eliminate those, those regrets and become disciplined in my desire to be a disciple. And because... You can, you can make this choice. You can either sit back and do nothing and beat yourself up over the, regret, the regrets you have due to your lack of discipline or you can choose discipline which is hard work but it's infinitely rewarding. Man, it's, it's, it's up to you. And we can, we can do it and we're not, we're not in this race alone. Uh, it, it, it is a struggle. And, and if, you, if you are like me and so many others, you, you have people, the naysayers, that say, well, you know, you ought to just give up because you're making a mess of things right now. And then the devil comes, slipping along. And he'll say, you're not like your brother. You're not like your sister. I had, uh, someday you'll get to meet her, my, my sister Sandy, uh, was two years ahead of me in high school I was forever being compared to her she was she was smart pretty she was very very artistic funny and everybody loved her and I was always being compared why can't you be like your sister Sarah Jane she didn't like Sarah Jane so she changed her name and I got tired of being compared. And you know, as Christians, we can do that same thing too. We get tired of being compared to Joe Christian down the street, or we get tired of being compared to Mary the Magnificent because she is just so holy and does everything the right way. And, and you know, look at your life, look at your kids, look at your family, look at that spouse of yours. And if you just do it right, you wouldn't have these problems. So we start living with regret. We fail to choose to be a disciple through discipline.